This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Thank you for sending your Twitter questions. We're going to go ahead and get to those now. I'm going to start with... Bill Prather, he says, it seems that within the media, they have concerns for a ground game. I've seen a good defense make it tough. What do you think? And I did see that a lot today when it comes to the running game for the Cincinnati Bengals this past week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's going to be tough to run the ball. Like that, that I think is going to stand. Um, when Clias Campbell plays, the Ravens defense is really good against the run. They've been good against the run since Roquan Smith came. He's a very good linebacker. Um, just, yeah, it's probably not going to be easy running the ball this week. Uh, I think it'll be slightly better. Maybe that's cope hope. I don't know, but I, it's hard to get worse than what they did on the ground because their only big game got brought back from a penalty. So I, I think it could be better. I don't think that the Bengals plan here is going to be to pound the rock unless they're winning and they should be. So maybe it eventually gets there, but I do think they're, they're going to come out guns blazing. All right, we'll go with PJ Smith. This is an off-season question, but we'll go ahead and bring it up because I think the playoffs are very important when it comes to this, and so was the 2022 season. He says, if you can only keep one, who do you keep, Logan Wilson or Jermaine Pratt? Ooh. Um, on the field, I may actually lean Pratt. I, I, I feel like that's the crazy take. And also off the field, he costs less, I assume. I, I don't think I don't think you've outpriced yourself. I don't think the Bengals are going to do that. So I feel like the safe thing to do is to say Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson is the green dot. He does the communication. When Logan Wilson was out, it was Pratt. So I feel like he could take over. But I also think that they picked Wilson because of, you know, other things. Leadership. And he's a great locker room guy. Smart guy. They picked him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd keep Pratt. But I'd fully understand keeping Wilson because it's really about the same level of linebacker. They're both like fringe top 12 guys. 
Um, I, I don't have a list, <laughs> so I, I don't, I, I went conservative with 12. I wanted to say 10 and be a homer. I'll say 10. Sure. Fringe top 10 guys. Uh, what's the difference? 12, 10, who cares? Uh, so, uh, they're both fringe top 10 guys. I think that I would pay Pratt because he's cheaper. And I think it's harder to find somebody who can do what he does um both versatile wise he can play on the edge in some penny packages and uh he's very athletic to be able to run in man-to-man coverage or when he matches a receiver vertically where are you i i think they're going to go logan wilson they will yes Um, i I don't think this is even a question what they what they do i am being the dissenting opinion prepared to look dumb because i feel like the Bengals have only made good decisions lately they have and here's the thing about jermaine pratt he is one of my favorite players. I think it's so fun to watch him and BJ Hill's relationship. They obviously went to college together. Uh, BJ Hill said in the locker room the other day, he's like, he's not playoff P. I'm not calling him that. His name is Jermaine. Unless he gets a touchdown in the playoffs, I'll call him playoff P. And I and I love everything about that. I think he's awesome. I do think there's you can't look too much into social media and what people tweet out after games because there's a lot of emotion. I think Jermaine Pratt wants to be out there hundred percent of the time. Third down guy. Totally understand it. Totally. And I think totally. the Bengals pull him off because they are preparing for a Nakeem Davis Gaither world or maybe a Marcus Bailey world. I don't know. That might be a competition next year if they don't draft somebody. I don't think they're going to sign anybody. I think they like the guys in house. So I think that is something to think about when it comes to those offseason conversation. And Jermaine Pratt once would want what he would would like to to produce on the field. And maybe that's different conversation that he's having with the Bengals front office. So unfortunately, I love Jermaine Pratt. I wish they could keep both of them. But before the season, I didn't think that they were going to extend Jermaine Pratt. But then he had this amazing season. And I'm like, well, I look dumb. Uh, because they now he, now he's playing great. And I said, oh, they're not going to extend Jermaine because they have Logan Wilson to worry about. So unfortunately, I don't think Jermaine comes back next year, but I would love to be wrong. He is he is being uh, he's a fun player to watch this season. And then obviously he was fun to watch in the postseason last year. So let's see what happens. Big level says, do the Jermaine chase drops concern you at all? He's dropped some easy ones for standard this year. Not really. Uh, I mean, he's also caught some crazy ones. I mean, I, I'm not concerned about the drops until it's like Deontay Johnson level where anytime he gets thrown the ball, I go <laughs> type thing. I don't know. It's like not a big thing. Chad dropped balls too. It's It just happens. T's drops and passes. It doesn't seem to be a physical thing. It doesn't really seem to even be that much of a mental thing. It's just like once in a while, ball just doesn't stay in his hands. He's not Larry Fitzgerald, whatever. Oh no! Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. On uh, I, I wish, and I know he wants it back. The the touchdown, touchdown in the, on the right sideline. Yep. Oh my goodness! It was it was a Jamar Chase catch all the way, and unfortunately, Higgins also wants that probable touchdown down the right sideline back. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. And you know what? I feel like Joe gets T in the end zone this week. I truly do. I feel like he wanted him last okay. week, and and he, and again, we'll be. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be predicting that just yet. But um, but I think that's gonna happen. We'll see a makeup for not getting him in last week. And um, I, I don't think. Yeah, the drops aren't a concern. I mean, goodness, you remember before his rookie year, what everybody made out of his <laughs> preseason drops? That was absolutely insane to think about. Now, yeah, hey, I did too. I remember writing an article saying this is the worst preseason I've seen from a rookie, uh, like first round pick. Hey, look, I'm glad you're wrong. In general. 
I, I wasn't I, technically I wasn't wrong. He had four drops on five targets or something like that. He he turned it around. I, I remember saying I was mildly concerned after I wrote all that. I was like, I'm mildly concerned that this blood that bleeds into the season. But you remember, man, like you remember and in, in oh, my yeah. least pro football talk retweeting that maybe the football needs to get painted differently. So like a college style football. So Jamar can catch the ball again. And I just all this absolutely insane things. And then Jamar comes out there and catches his first touchdown versus the Minnesota Vikings and had his rookie of the year season. We'll flip to the defensive side too. Again, TB82 says, is CTB playing as well as my untrained eyes believe? And will I, he, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add more to this. And will he be an elite combo with Cheeto next year? I think Taylor Britt is playing to expectations. I wouldn't say he is that far above it. You could already look back to just this past week and Sammy Watkins makes two back shoulder catches on him. You think of Terrace Marshall kind of dunking on him. I think he gets targeted. He gets the, the, red triangle we're we're reading this we're coming at this guy sometimes and early on it there has been a few games early on he'll like give some stuff up and then when it matters most he comes back and he makes a pass break up or he makes a big play and that i think he's been fine i don't think we should go too far he's a very willing tackler i don't think that goes away my concern with him is i think at the catch point right now because there's been a few too many dunks <laughs> uh, that I, he's there in position. He's just not making a play on the ball. So I, I, I I'd slow the horses just a tiny bit. To, I don't know how good you think he's doing, but I, I don't think I'd classify it as great or anything. And next season, honestly, this sounds mean, but I kind of hope he's Eli Apple level next year. Cause I think Apple's played better. And I think Apple has been pretty good. Uh, I, I think he gets the bad rap. I think everybody wanted him gone, and he's still pretty good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think Eli Apple feels a little bit like a steal for them for the price that they got him for in the offseason at that position. If you think about it, I mean, they didn't overpay for him or anything like that. Thought he was going to come back more as a obviously starting you have Cheeto out there too I didn't think Cam Taylor Britt was going to start his rookie year but unfortunately they were dealing with injuries so yeah I, I wouldn't mind that if you told me right now that Cam Taylor Britt would be playing at the Eli Apple level it's crazy to say out loud <laughs> I would take it in a heartbeat when you go into next season but also probably temper expectations on Cheeto at least to start next year with the ACL they, people usually don't come back Full go right away. Um, you can even think back to Geno Atkins. He had a down year. Um, Cheeto might not have a whole down year, but just take it easy on him early on. You know, it might not be the Cheeto we remember until he gets his legs under him again. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And and the thing about Cheeto, again, just have to give this dude credit. He's in the, I hate being this person. He's such a football guy, uh, but he's in the meeting rooms. He's out there on the sideline. Every single home game, I see him out there. He could be in the suite upstairs and he's, he's there with his team. And I think that's so cool for a guy who's recovering from an ACL. He's still a really big part of the team. So you hope he's helping with the secondary room too, and, and helping giving Cam Taylor Britt any advice while he's out there too. And that's a good guy to have on your side. We'll go with Tired dad man, he says, how does a full season with Cordell Volson compare to a full season of Quentin Spain? Okay, I think Spain was better last year. Uh, uh, I think Spain played good in the first half of last year, even getting into the second half. But he got carted off the field in that first Kansas City matchup, and he came back and wasn't as good. I thought he was fine at times but also a liability at times we saw that in the super bowl though everybody's a liability against aaron donald except for joe tooney um yeah overall i think that, i think quentin spain was legitimately good for a large portion of last year i think cordo volson's been more along the lines of fine ups and downs he had a pretty bad game week 18 to finish off the regular season so uh, i would consider him fine i would say spain is better but it fully makes sense why you don't go with spain because volson's a rookie going to get better he's gonna be cheaper long term there's a lot of reasons why volson's the better option for the team yeah no i agree with you right there we'll go with sean he says is Mixon the most easily easily replaceable part of the whole offense next year um Running back is usually pretty replaceable when they're not playing at like an elite level. I uh, maybe right tackles look pretty replaceable, although the power is what's missing. Like college used to be able to move guys. Like if you wanted to change out columns for Adenogy, I'm not sure. Let's see the playoff run. This is small sample size still. I'm not sure there's a big difference. And it might be better pass pro, worse run blocking, which I think is about the higher end of expectations coming in so i don't know it could be right tackle it, uh, could you replace i assume you mean starters like you don't mean like yeah uh, yeah, yeah like uh trent Irwin type of, who's not replaceable in my heart but i feel like you could find a guy if you need to um yeah like uh, i don't know i i think that I think those are the two most replaceable right now, Collins and Mixon. Yeah, and I think that the front office has a lot of important decisions to make this offseason about current guys that they're going to extend and then guys that they might move on from, not saying that's Joe Mixon, but I'm sure that conversation will happen. We'll stay with Maine Bengals, going to go to the offensive line. Adenogy and Sharping are different players than Collins and Kappa. How can the O-line adjust to maximize Adenogy and Sharping's strengths? They're both a little bit more athletic than the two guys are replacing. The guys are replacing are kind of your classic 90s power, big, run it down their throat type, although Sharping's big. I didn't realize he was like 325 or something like that. Um, so I think you could maximize them a little bit more by doing more zone stuff. They were really heavy into the power stuff when it was on that right side of Kappa and Collins you're probably not generating the same type of movement. Also, they are going to be lacking a bit on that double team. They had one that was pretty bad in the limited snaps of sharpening. So that's just something that comes with gelling though. I think, you know, like a, they're not stepping lockstep together, you know, like one's here, then one comes and there's not, you want to have 
the old drill is to put a, a pad in between the two hips and you want to be able to hold that pad there as you go for the double team they were not holding the pad there was like a foot and a half of separation in between them. the pads falling down <laughs> uh so that i i don't know if you want to keep trying to do some of the power and gap running that they do but i think they could theoretically be better at zone stuff identity already looks better than collins did on some of the wide zone stuff they got to under center I think a lot of people in the outside world, when they see two offensive line starters go down, and believe me, I want Alex Kappa out there more than anyone. He's one of their best. Yeah, Kappa to me is the best offensive lineman. So this is the thing is uh, I don't think he's going to be as good as Kappa in pass protection. You're probably going to need to protect him a little bit. Yeah, I I want him out there. One Alex Cap out there. Lyle Collins has has struggled for most of the season, and I still feel like he was battling an injury um, for most of the regular season. And then obviously okay. out with his ACL. But at the same time, if you are the outside world and you see two starters go down, your biggest question. I know I got it this week from people who don't follow the Cincinnati Bengals every day. Like, oh wow, their offensive line is starting to fall apart with those two guys. You have to remember what Joe Burrow had in the playoffs last year. This offensive line is still better than all of the pieces I would say that they had last year. And we're going to find out more this weekend. Yeah. Well, it needs to be better than the offensive line. They boasted out there last year because that really limited the offense. If it's, that bad then we are in trouble probably not this week but the Bengals might be in trouble for the future um i don't think it's going to be that bad i think that's why they claim max sharping i think that's why they worked out at energy at right at tackle which i was a proponent of finding somebody that played at this level before but he's come in and been solid so i'm, I'm not as worried as i was early on when i found out he was coming in um, I think the name recognition and thinking of the playoff run made me go, oh, no. <laughs> but he was at guard in that run. So when it was Prince, I was back to oh, no, because I was like, oh, no, Prince uh, Pr Prince was the right tackle <laughs> for the playoff run. Dude, no, I agree with you. I think Hakeem at a tackle position, you know, may benefit them versus what he had to play last year in just a position he wasn't really familiar and comfortable with. Uh, thank you, as always, everybody who sent questions. A lot of you asked about Jermaine Pratt if he was coming back next year. I feel like we kind of got to that question already when we were talking about Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson. Really appreciate it. A couple Eli Apple appreciation tweets in there, too. So I'm asking if, hey, is he playing good this year? And I feel like we said Eli Apple. Quick answer. Yeah. Playing pretty good. Yeah, playing pretty good. Enough out there. Um, compared to a lot of uh, cornerbacks in the NFL, so we'll take it. But we'll get to the prediction next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.